Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Well, I don't have an update on his status, but I can tell you that uh, he's ran uh, really ran well yesterday and uh, progressing faster than what I thought he might. And uh, but I, I don't know whether he'll be able to play or not. And then you have an update on Tank Booker as well. He's going to practice today. You know, he's had those knees are sore. He's had problems in the past with them, but he'll be uh, full go today at practice. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. With my boobay, like the analyst. Welcome in Out of Bounds here on 103.7 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, normally broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios. Instead, we got Kyle Sutherland back there because we are live from Twin Peaks here in Little Rock. And it is always great to be out here once again because we're going to have an easy Friday show for you today. And we'll go through all the great stuff that's going to be going down. But it's always great to be at the Twin Peaks. But when you're at Twin Peaks in the middle of the football season with the NFL underway and then college football getting into full swing, too, it's always a lot more enjoyable and feel like people are in a lot better mood whenever football season's here at Twin Peaks. Absolutely. Come see us for happy hour. Happy hour starts at 2 o'clock. It goes on from 2 to 7, and then Bourbon and Brews starts at 5 o'clock, and it's from 5 to 7. So you got a couple of different specials going on. And they're doing Oktoberfest. They're doing that through the month of September. That actually starts at 6 o'clock, so you're going to have a crossover of three different specials going on. It's going to be great, and we're going to be out here till 4 o'clock this afternoon, and that doesn't mean uh, that that's the only time you can get out here because we know that in college football, NFL football, you want a place to watch, right? You want a place to be out there and to see all the games and at all the TVs that they have to offer, and this is the place to be. I mean, the amount of TVs that they have is incredible. The amount of specials they have going on is incredible. Uh, there's just no better place. So we are so happy to be out here once again, and uh, again, with happy hour starting at 2 p.m., when, I mean, it's really busy right now, let's be honest. I mean, you got people already getting the weekend started a little bit early. Always and, a great place to come in for lunch. Oh, man, I'm telling you, like the lunch specials that they have going on is, is always great. And I know that uh, we, you know, we get to come out here and uh, get to try uh, all the different foods that they have. But I, I try to do something different each and every time. And that's kind of what I'm doing here today. Got me, uh, it's called the hottie, but it's a, uh, it's a jalapeno popper type of flatbread. Try, I like to try something new every single time I'm here. And uh, at some point, I'm going to get to the end of the menu. But every single thing I've had here <laughs> has been incredible. Like, every single thing I've had has been great. Their burgers are great. Their sandwiches are great. Their wings are great. Uh, their appetizers are great. I mean, there's no... There's no food item that you will get here at Twin Peaks and won't leave satisfied. They actually have some new wing sauce that's really hot. It's the hottest that they've ever made, and if you're into that, you like it spicy, come try some of that new wing sauce. It's the hottest they've ever had. Oh, see, that right there is going to be a challenge for some of you out there, I know. But, yeah, come on out and see us again. We'll be out here till 4 o'clock this afternoon, and we're going to get you ready for the weekend on an easy Friday show, and we want to hear from you, of course. So if you want to get in on the conversation, you can call or text in at 501-661-1037. You can get after us in the Asher Wrecker live fan feedback after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors. And today, we are going to have Steve Sullivan joining us in the 2 o'clock hour, just like he always does. We'll get a chance to talk with him and what he thinks about the Arkansas game against LSU this weekend. I'm sure some high school football will be brought up as well. And uh, we're also going to have our picks for the weekend. And we have a supposedly, reportedly, sources say, Nathan Monin will be joining us here live at Twin Peaks, so we'll have some fun with him, too, and picking some of those games and previewing the football weekend itself because uh, I know that, again, every time you have football season on, it's great, but and you know in college football, you're getting to the point now to where the SEC games are starting up or just conference games in general are starting up for everybody. Uh, in the NFL, you're start getting to, even though it's only been you know, two games, 
uh, for some, and then we're getting into week three here, you're still getting at least an idea of what some of these teams are going to be looking like and uh, the type of start that they off to. So right now, uh, late September and we get into early October, that's when the both college football and NFL seasons start to take shape, and you get to learn a lot about Who's good, who's not good, who's got a lot of work to do, and who's just a lost cause at this point. First game of week three last night, Giants at 49ers, and 49ers, they look dominant once again. Giants, they they made it close for a time, but the 49ers, they did what they wanted to when they wanted to, and uh, they controlled the game for the most part. Yeah, and I'm really glad that they did because uh, last night uh, with Bet Saracen, I took the 49ers at minus 11, and there for a little bit I was like, eh, this is too close for comfort. But luckily, uh, they pulled away and got a, a 30-12 to 12 victory, uh, and they, they continue to look strong. And, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey's really good. But how about Brock Purdy, 25-37, 310 yards and two touchdowns out of him. So uh, just an, an incredible game. But it, it's funny to me to see uh, Daniel Jones with the Giants. I know, uh, you know it's tough to go up against a team like 49ers anyway. But if I would have told you he completed 22 passes last night and went 22 of 32, you're like, okay, that's pretty good. But he only had 137 yards. So it was a, a lot of a lot of completed passes, but just uh, not the, the amount of yardage that you expect to see for somebody who's completed a hun- uh, 22 passes. That's why he really fits well in their offense and what they want to do. Now, if teams are going to guard against all the talent that they have, they have talent on the outside, you have to worry about Christian McCaffrey. They can beat you over the top. They can beat you deep. But they were missing Brandon Ayuk last night, who was their receiver that they want to go down the field with and stretch. But when you get Debo Samuel running over the middle in some of those intermediate routes and he catches the ball in stride, he can take it to the house at any time. So they they do predicate their game a lot on some of those shorter passes, but they do have players that have the ability to take it the distance if they catch some of those shorter passes. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, Brandon Ayuk is such a good player. Uh, I mean, now having him was uh, something that they, of course, want to make sure that he's good to go and uh, I mean, it shows how dominant that they are of a team where they can still be without somebody like that and still have uh, so much success. And there's a reason why they uh, look to be one of the strongest teams in the NFL right now. Uh, but overall, it was a pretty entertaining game. I did say, though, that, I, I don't know, again, I, I know rules are different, and it's always about uh, you know judgment calls, and we get to see things on replay a lot of times. But I, I don't understand how the Trent Williams thing last night did not result in uh, an ejection. I, I just thought that if you throw a punch... Yeah, that's an ejection, or at least like some sort of like costly penalty. But it just shows they're not consistent in what they do. Yeah. Like it, it's not a rule that says if this happens, you're automatically ejected from the game. They take it into account the situation. So that's about the officials wanting a feel for the game and feeling like they need to take control at sometimes. And you will see players ejected, but at other times, if they don't warrant that certain players should be thrown out of the game, they won't do it. Yeah, and, and it was. It, I think it's like that would make sense, and I think that that explanation would, I think, really hold water for for a few people. But when I see some of the uh, comments made by the uh, head of officials and senior vice president Walt Anderson, he said that he spoke to a pool reporter after the win and noted that his crew reviewed the play using available video to see if any further action needed to be taken. And he says, quote, we ended up looking at the video we had available to us, and we just didn't see anything that rose to the level of fragrant, which is the standard that we have to apply to disqualify a player. And then Anderson went on to explain that to determine how flagrant a punch is, officials look at whether it was done with a closed fist, an open hand slap, (laughs) or a stiff arm to the face, because according to Anderson, a closed fist punch carries a different weight to it. So yeah, uh, but when he says carries a different weight, so if it's if the closed punch is the is not an ejectable, but if they so if he would have slapped him, that would have been one. Like that would have been an ejection. No, right? no, no, that's not what he's saying there. But it's good that it is defined that way because if it was just if it wasn't specific and it was like if a punch is thrown, then any kind of action that would generate that somebody would think that that's a punch, then it's like, okay, automatic ejection. So it's good that they do detail it, and they spell it out where it has different meaning on it, and somebody isn't automatically ejected. Yeah, but see, that's what I was saying. When he was explaining how flagrant something can be, he says that that's what they look at is how, if it's a closed fist or a slap or a stiff arm. So I was looking at that as him saying, okay, that's how we look at the level of fragrant is, do they do one of those things? And to me, I thought the closed fist would have been the worst one of them all. But then, I guess, uh, warrant a flagrant uh, ejection. The officials that. are able to use their judgment, though, in, mm. in the time, like he said, that 
they want to be able to look at it, and they didn't warrant that it was flagrant. It's not. Well, uh, I guess it could set a precedent because now from here on out, somebody's going to throw a throw a punch like that in the game. They get ejected. Like, hey, look, you guys didn't eject this guy. So uh, either way, it, it, it was just something I thought was really fascinating and some I was just under the impression. I was like, hey, I figured that was an easy ejection, but wasn't the case for Trent Williams. But didn't matter as the uh, 49ers took care of business 30-12 uh, last night. But uh, I know that uh, we'll get to some of our picks for the NFL weekend, too, and uh, we have even some uh, college football games, which, again, is what I like about on a Friday night. You still have some games going on in, like, Wisconsin and Purdue going on tonight at 6 o'clock. The game's on Fox Sports 1, and you have NC State and uh, Virginia. So you're talking about Power 5 teams going at it on Friday. That one's on ESPN. And then uh, maybe some future Pac-12 teams of Boise State and San Diego State and Air Force and San Jose State <laughs> going on uh, again into it tonight, too. They're so. already playing each other in, a, in another conference, so why not get into the Pac-12 and have that automatic qualifier. Make it as easy as possible. But uh, it is kind of fascinating to see how you have uh, some of these conference games happening on a Friday night. But, hey, that's what makes it so fun. And again, coming out to Twin Peaks tonight would be a great way to uh, get the college football season started with some of these uh, some of these matchups here uh, as uh, some of the Big Ten and ACC teams are facing off. But then, of course, the Saturday is loaded with all uh, the other games, too. And we've talked a few about them uh, before with the SEC. But even like a, a Florida State-Clemson game, which isn't it funny that like just, what was it, three years ago, something like that? Uh, the roles were reversed yeah, it was like pretty much. Clemson was a number four team, national championship contender. People at Florida State were upset. They weren't happy with things the way they were going. They were like, oh, we made a mistake. And then here you are. Now it's the opposite where Florida State's number four. They're flying high. They think uh, Nor- uh, Mike Norvell's doing a great job, and they like the future. And then Clemson is uh, outside the top 25 looking in where they're like, hey, we, we don't like our coach right now. We're frustrated with him. We feel like it's, uh, he's past his prime, whatever it is. But Are, are they feeling like that? Some are. Or, or is that people on the outside that think Clemson may be done because of the fact that Dabo – has not accepted NIL fully like other coaches have. I think that it's a, I think it's a combo thing with at least uh, Clemson fans, and that's not like I know a bunch of Clemson fans, but just looking at what uh, you know people have been feeling in, in some of the heat, I think it's a mixture of that where they felt like Dabo was very resistant to the changes that were being made. They felt like maybe they uh, don't have the right quarterback in place when there's another quarterback that was on their team that's doing really well uh, across the country there at Washington State. They felt like that maybe because of how the conference realignment and everything's changing, they've had so good, and, and the Clemson being the team in the ACC, but seeing now that Florida State's up and coming and seeing that there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding it, uh, I don't think that they're to the level of saying, like, hey, you got to fire them, but I think people are there in Clemson just starting to say, okay, what's the future look like here? Because you haven't really embraced it, and it's not looking overly positive right now. Yeah, they, they could be questioning it for sure, just kind of uh, forecasting, what it looks like now and, and what it could look like. They, there could be some of that, but I don't think it's to the point where they're like, after this season, Dabo needs to go. No. Now, if you ask Alabama fans you know, about their situation with Nick Saban, it was this game to Ole Miss. Probably going to be some of those crazies uh, saying that we need to move on. Back. No, they do that after one game at Bama. Now, could you imagine them losing two home games in the same season? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Man. So that's something that's really possible at this point. Fireable offense over there in Tuscaloosa, if that's the case. But we're going to talk about a lot of these games and uh, get some of the headlines, too, that's going on. And, of course, we want to hear from you. You can call or text in at 501-661-1037. Get after us in the Asher Record Live and feedback. After me on Twitter at Neighbors. And when we come back, we'll get some more of those phone calls and messages and keep it moving as we are live from Twin Peaks here in Little Rock. So stay with us. Listen for birthday trivia in the zone brought to you by Elia's Mexican Grill. Headed to the hill, take exit 108 from either direction for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. Elia's in Moralton. This 
Texas Sports Center. Well, there will be a third and deciding game in the Texas League North Division Series today. After the Springfield Cardinals beat the Arkansas Travelers 6-4 last night at Dickey Stevens Park, Connor Hoover was the offensive star for the Travs, going 3-4 with an RBI single in the seventh inning for Arkansas's first run of the game. Jake Anchia added an RBI single. Alberto Rodriguez had a two-run home run. First pitch is set for 6.35 tonight. Stephen Davis will have the call on our sister station, 106.7 Buzz 2, starting at 6.20. Moving to college football, quarterback Jalen Macon went 17 of 29 passing for 227 yards, but it wasn't enough as UAPB lost its swag opener last night, 31-24 at Alabama A&M. I'm Todd Pierce for the Buzz Radio Network. Nice Chevrolet in Jacksonville is going beyond the competition to change your current vehicle situation with Watney's exclusive loan and lease termination program. I need your current payment, your keys, and your signature. Call 501-982-2102 and say hasta la vista to your current ride and payment with the help of Watney's loan and lease termination program. Regardless of your current financial situation, I swear I will approve everyone. Rates as low as 0% on new Chevrolets. Trade now and terminate your payments until 2024. Get to Guatney now. The loan and lease termination program is this month only at Guatney Chevrolet. 1301 TPY Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. GuatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. All voices are impersonators, but Guatney's the real thing. Shop Guatney Chevrolet once and you'll be back. This is a public service announcement for hard seltzer lovers. Neutral Vodka Seltzer has arrived. Made with simple ingredients like vodka, seltzer, and real juice. Neutral tastes good. Like, real good. So good that you'll never want to drink another artificial-tasting seltzer again. Neutral's light and refreshing taste will show you what a vodka seltzer can be. Try Neutral, the one with the umlaut. Copyright 2023 Neutral Distilled Spirit Specialty, Los Angeles, California. Enjoy responsibly. Roger Scott is at it again with his Razorback Song of the Week, presented by Dr. Jimmy Tucker at Ortho, Arkansas. Join Morning Mayhem each week as the smooth, dulcet tones of Roger Scott bring you his Razorback Song of the Week. It's all brought to you by Dr. Jimmy Tucker at Ortho, Arkansas, and your fun and game station, 103.7 The Buzz. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, I know interest rates are high right now. That's what everybody's talking about. But if you're thinking about a project, whether it be a commercial project or you want to build a house, now's the time to come talk to you about what those future plans may look like. You know, RJ, no matter what the business environment may be, we're always there to sit down with our customers and talk about their future plans and what's going on with their businesses. And that's one thing about Southern Bank is they're a community bank. They want to be your partner. Partnering with our customers is a key to how we do business. And Chris, you know, we talk about those interest rates being high, but the one good news out of that is deposit rates. We have some great CD and checking account rates. Just give us a call and see what one of our personal bankers can do for you. If you want more information about interest rates or those deposit rates that we just talked about, call Chris and his team today at 501-424-0900 or go online at bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. We're back here with Wild Bill at Motorsports Authority. Lots of folks talking football, but we're talking great deals, Wild Bill. All of our customers are a winner right here at Motorsports Authority, folks. We're passing out the lowest prices possible for any vehicle that we got. We're passing out top dollars for the trades. We'll trade for just about anything as long as you don't have to feed it. And I'll tell you what, folks, we're having a great time right here at Motorsports Authority. In Russellville on East Main and Hot Springs on Central or online at msastore.com. Get here to Motorsports Authority. Go hog! Have a watch party that everyone wants to attend at your house with the best of meats in the business. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Dean's going to throw, and it's intercepted at the 15. Spence has picked it off, and he's going to go the distance. 50, 40, 30, 20. Brad Spence to the house. And intercepts in return for a score 85 yards in his first game as a Razorback. How about that? On 103.7 The Buzz.
live from Twin Peaks here in Little Rock. Appreciate everybody listening in on an easy Friday show. We're already having a, a good time here. Got our food here. Is uh, got the how I guess it's the hottie jalapeno flatbread, which is phenomenal. So, uh, it's the thing about uh, I won't say it's a bad thing about broadcasting here at Twin Peaks, but more so of having to do a live radio show from Twin Peaks is that uh, we have to actually talk instead of just eating on the air, which would be nice. So, yeah. <laughs> we can make it work. Yeah, we make it work where we're able to get the meal in and. Still do our jobs. That's right. That's right. That's why. Uh, that's why they pay us the big bucks here on the buzz. But come on out and see us until four o'clock this afternoon. But this is the place to be with their happy hour starting at two o'clock this afternoon, going until seven p.m. And then they have ten p.m. to close. Also being a part of happy hour. So uh, be sure to come on out and see us. We're gonna do some giveaways. So just come by and say hi, and we'll give you something free. Yeah, which is uh, always the uh, the best way to, to get something from Twin Peaks is when it's free ninety nine. And yeah, so we'll. We'll get you some of those giveaways and uh, say more about it. Just come say what's up to us. Uh, so what kind of giveaways do we have? Today? Mozzarella cheese bites, chips and queso, uh, fried pickles. Listen, all those so, are amazing. But yeah, free mozzarella sticks, man. That's that's the best thing here to me is the, is the mozz sticks. Got the best ones in town. So, yeah, so come say hey right here. You won't miss us. I mean, we're literally right here in front of the door. So <laughs> if you walk in and you miss us, uh, that may be a you problem, but uh, let's see. Southern Structural Solutions text line from the 501 says, "What is that song?" It was uh, "Return of the Mac." It's a great song that we were uh, coming back to. "Return of the Mac." It's a good one. Uh, also, uh, I know that we were talking about the NFL game from last night. Mm. Also, looking at uh, ahead to some of the college football games uh, coming up this weekend too. So uh, it's going to be pretty fascinating because you know we did a lot of diving in with Arkansas and LSU yesterday and talking about how. Uh, you know, things have just really uh, changed so much from just a week ago to where it's at now. Where I, I know that's just it's like that in sports, but it's especially like that in football, no matter if it's college or NFL. Where you know, last week we were heading in on a Friday into the game against BYU, and I think most people, if not all people, were saying, you know, picked Arkansas to win, said Arkansas was going to win this game, and they felt good about it, they felt good about their chances, felt good about. Uh, the things that they were doing and all of that, and I don't think anyone would have disagreed at any point. But then here we are now, and it certainly seems like things have just changed in a week where nobody's saying that the, this team's going to beat LSU, which I know it's a different opponent, but nobody's feeling good about the future. No one's feeling good about the rest of the season. Uh, people aren't uh, really over the top, over the moon about Sam Pittman right now. It's just, again, a week. A week has changed so much, and uh, changing the feelings and maybe the confidence level of what fans have for this team right now going into this game against LSU. There's some optimism with some people, but yeah, for the most part, nobody, you know, not too many people are picking Arkansas, but you'll have some of those fans that are really optimistic and they feel like things can be turned around and they may pick Arkansas to beat LSU. Now, the one person that uh, to remember last week that picked BYU was Savage. Savage called yeah. in with... Uh, score prediction and he actually took BYU so he was one of the few if not the only that took BYU last week. So I guess uh, we need Savage to call back in again today so he can let us know uh, what we need to do for some of our picks this weekend because if he was the only one he stood on an island and uh, I need to take him to bet uh, to Saracen Casino and start making some money on that but yeah he he was one of the few and now it, it, it's a total opposite thing I'm not saying that there's no one out there that has Arkansas winning or picking them to win there may be some optimistic but I think really what it comes down to is just, like, you can't point to anything. Like, you just can't point to one thing and be like, oh, yeah, this is why Arkansas will win, or this is why Arkansas can win. It's not to say that anything's that is impossible, because we see it in college football happen all the time. I mean, crying out loud, in this game itself, how many times have we seen crazy things happen where Arkansas wasn't as good as what LSU was, but yet Arkansas still won the game? We see it happen, but it's just a matter of there's nothing you can really say, well, if you do this they'll beat LSU. It's more like they got to do this, they got to do this, and then they got to do this. But then LSU can't do this, and then they don't need to do this. So there's just a lot of things that have to go right for Arkansas in this game for them to lead Baton Rouge with a dub. They have to create turnovers, uh, play well on both sides of the ball, offense, defense, and then maybe get something in special teams. And they do have that ability with Satania. He, he has the ability to break some of those special teams' returns. But... Um, that that's something that they're going to have to have to even have a chance, okay. not not just win the game, but have a chance in this game, or uh, create some turnovers and and do some things that are may, maybe you don't see 
typically in every game. Yeah, because I even went back and looked at the times that Arkansas had won at Baton Rouge, which uh, at least here in the it's in the 2000s, I think is the, probably the easiest way to do it. They've only won three times down there. They won in 2007, 2015, and then in 2021. And in 2007, and everything's different, I get it, but you had McDermott, McFadden, you had all those players, but the thing that made such a difference in that game is that you had big plays by some big-time players. You know, you had Darren McFadden running off to the side and Casey Dick throwing that block downfield. You had Peyton Hillis have the game of his life where he had four touchdowns and had a big 65-yard run. And then you had some stops in overtimes, kind of the same thing in 2015. You had a big play by Alex Collins to go the distance for 80 yards. You had, uh, I think it was Jared Cornelius on an end-around go the distance uh, with some great blocking downfield. And even in 2021, I know it was a lower-scoring game, but you still had... Uh, Dominic Johnson on a broken play just happened to be wide open. So the point I'm making is that you had the times you've gone down to Baton Rouge, you had your best players make the biggest plays, and that's what Arkansas is going to also have to do in this one. Is they're going to have to have KJ make, and they're going to have to have him make plays. I know that it's maybe not fair to him because he's still got to count on that offensive line to protect him. But if Arkansas, to me, if Arkansas is going to win, you got to have some KJ Jefferson plays. You got to have some of his best moments. Uh, you got to have him try to get more people involved as much as possible, too. KJ is going to have to do it in every game, pretty much, and that's kind of how we saw it coming into the season, that, that KJ was going to be the leader and, and uh, have the team going in the right direction, and it's really vital at this point once you get in the conference play, and especially with an opponent like LSU. Yeah, because they're, they're going to show no mercy. They still have national championship aspirations. They still can win the SEC West. Like, even though they've lost a the game, that doesn't matter. They're going in here, and they're going to want to make sure that they take care of business early against Arkansas because they know that they still got Bam on their schedule. They still got A&M. They still got Ole Miss. Uh, they still got Florida. Like They still got some pretty key games, and uh, they're going to be really focused in and try to make sure that the per- poor – I call it a poor performance. They still won, but they don't want to have a game that gets 13-10. to 10. You know, They want to have a game where uh, they do what they're supposed to do and get Jaden Daniels going in a major way. And uh, I mean that's that's what's going to come down to because I didn't even realize I should have but you know he's their leading rusher too like he, he's he's the do it all type he's of that player. good yeah and if if you're uh, Arkansas's defense that's also the opposite way of it too where uh, you know KJ's got to do his thing but if you're the Arkansas defense he, if Jaden Daniels has a big game you you have no chance like if he has a game that we've seen him already with his arms and with his legs uh, he's the key if you stop him you stop LSU's offense at least at this point but. Uh, it's easier said than done. There's a reason why many teams haven't been able to stop Jaden Daniels so far. LSU is uh, one of those teams that could be the best team in the country if they put it all together. Now, it seems a little more spread out amongst college football, around college football this year, where you can point to a number of different teams and say, hey, this is the best team, mm-hmm. and give all the reasons as to why that's the best team. But uh, LSU is one that fits in that category of some of those teams if you want to say there are like five teams to choose from. LSU was one of those that you could put in that five. Oh, yeah, because they not only have the talent. We all know they have the talent. They got the quarterback. Uh, they got the, a coach in Brian Kelly, which I know he's not won a national championship, but he's played in a few when he was at Notre Dame, or coached in a few, I should say, when he was at Notre Dame. So they have all the makings of what a team that can win a national championship can be. And so they... They don't have a whole lot of weaknesses. I know we had Matt Moscona on yesterday. He said the secondary has been really uh, poor for LSU so far this season. By LSU By standards. By LSU standards. And so like that, that's pretty much all you can point to, though, as far as like, well, maybe, just maybe, you know, you can you can pass it on him. But even then, it's like you're still going to have to have – you're still going to have to protect KJ. You're still going to have to give him time to be in the pocket and make some throws. you got some good wide receivers. I really like what Luke has as brought as a freshman tight end. All that's well, good, great, grand, and wonderful, but crying out loud, if, if the ball snapped and Harold Perkins is already in the ear hole of K.J. Jefferson, none of that's going to matter how good K.J. is or anything. I just don't know. If, I just don't know. I know that they have like adjustments and things they can do, screen passes and whatnot, but I just don't know if you can do enough as an offensive line if you have trouble protecting him as an offense to still have success. I just don't know if you can do enough. Running game needs to be better. They need to continue to try to get the running game going, and it's something that has been an issue over the past three weeks of really getting it going, and now you're to the point that that's probably what you do best as a team, and traditionally that's what you do best. You've got to really hone in on that run game and try to get it going, and it starts with the offensive line. The offensive line has to protect. They have to block moving forward on those runs, but... Also protecting the passing game. On our Southern Structural Solutions text line from the 479 says, if you have Criswell in, you won't need KJ. 
Well, here's my argument to that. It doesn't matter if Criswell's back there. It doesn't matter if Matt Jones is back there. It doesn't matter if you can't block for him. Like, you can have Criswell there all day long, but or anybody. But it's not going to matter if you can't block. And they can't block right now. So, <laughs> I, I, I mean. Oh, there are people already calling for Criswell. That's come funny. Come on. KJ's been fine. He's, <laughs> like, it's just, it's, people are cracking me up, though. I mean, that, but that's what happens. When people are mad, they just. They just want stuff to, to change. We all want it to change. We all want it to be good. We all want it to be better. But, uh, you know, that's this is the, you're three games in, and you're going up against arguably the best team you're going to be facing the rest of the season. So uh, they just got to focus on what they're going to do, and hopefully uh, we'll see. But, I mean, now if it is a situation where K.J., like Coach Pittman said, he's been dealing with a bit of an injury, if that is something that continues to bother him, then maybe there should be a look at Chriswell sometime you know, during the game, mm-hmm. not only this game specifically, but if it's something that is lingering and he needs a break, there may be a chance to get Chris Well in and get him to play a game. Might might be, and I don't think anyone would be against it. Or if you know, some if it's yeah, if KJ's not a hundred percent, and if he's not being able to do KJ stuff, then I think people would feel a lot more confident having KJ go in than what it was the past few years with the backup quarterback situation. So, um, but Arkansas is going to have their hands cut out for him, and they're going to have to. Uh, play one of their best games, not their best game of the year. But we'll see what this team is made of. We're going to see what they're made of and see if they can come out fighting and see if they can go and get that boot uh, from from LSU, as uh, we know that's exciting. Which I was talking to some uh, one of my buddies who actually uh, is an LSU fan uh, down there in Baton Rouge, and he told me that he, and this is not T-Bob either, because T-Bob we know loves the boot. He told me that he loves the boot. He says that it is actually something that he likes and he cares about and he likes seeing it. And honestly, they he says he'd rather have that trophy than any of the other trophies against, which they don't have many, but still, like he'd, have, he'd rather have that golden boot trophy than some of the other games that they're going up against. So I was like, I was surprised to hear that. There's actually more than just, you know, oh, we hate the boots. Like, no, there's some people that actually like the boot down in there. They're bragging rights. Like, I mean, for them to say that, Arkansas is down the pecking order as far as a rivalry, that type thing. That's understandable, right. but there are bragging rights to beating opponents, especially when there is a trophy tied to it. Rose says people are calling for Chriswell because he's better for the system. Enos didn't put anything in that KJ is comfortable with. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that you're wrong, Roe. I'm not saying that it's – but my whole thing is is if, if you're Dan Enos and if you're Sam Pittman, you, would you not have – would you are you just going to play KJ for the sake of playing KJ? Because in practice, would you have seen – more from Criswell to say, hey, this guy gets it more, this guy looks better, this guy's understanding the offense a little bit more. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I would be very disappointed if I <laughs> if we found out that Criswell understands and is better and is, has all these things, but yet they still went with K.J. Jefferson. I would still be disappointed. That, it probably says more to the fact of you have to understand who the talent is and who the quarterback is. And, of course, you want to run your system, but right. it's not like Dan Enos hasn't run different systems mm-hmm. with different quarterbacks. So, to Rose's point, put in some things that, that K.J. is comfortable with and some of the plays that he specifically really likes to run. Do some more of that. Well, from what Sam Pittman said earlier this week, it uh, looks like that that is what they're going to be doing, is that uh, they're, they've been really working on some things as far as getting the ball quickly out of K.J.'s hands. Uh, doing a lot of in the screen game, a lot more of the RPO, just trying to find ways to to keep it balanced, but also keep KJ as comfortable as possible because he, he's gonna he's gonna get hit in this game. Like there's no if ands buts about it. KJ's gonna get hit in this game, and he's gonna be under pressure. And there's gonna be times he's running for his life, and there's times he's gonna get sacked. But it's a matter of can he just keep his confidence up where he's like, all right, next play, let's do this. Next play, I got this. Like you you gotta find different various ways to do it. You've had three games to see it. And, you know, maybe maybe that's what is the key is just having LSU be off kiltered a little bit because you got K.J. doing the things that we know K.J.'s capable of. Rose says can't bench preseason top SEC quarterback in some people's opinion. And then also he says that the tackles may be struggling in a sense because they're used to blocking the RPOs for K.J. specifically. And, and if they're running something different, that may cater to them struggling with what they're doing in their technique. I think there's some truth to that because it's like what we discussed when Dan Enos came in from uh, 2014 to 2015. I guess was it uh, Jim Chaney, right, was the offensive coordinator uh, for Brett Bielma, and they had a different approach and a different uh, way of doing it, and it looked kind of rough in the beginning. You know, it, it didn't seem like it was everyone was on the same page where the offensive line was struggling 
to uh, to be able to run block effectively and protect Brandon Allen. Like because there was I think was it in 2014 Brandon Allen only got sacked like eight times in the entire year. And that, like that's because he was really good at throwing the ball away. That was something. Yeah. That was one of his great strengths where. He, you know, he was always aware of what was going on, and he was great about throwing the ball away. Yeah, and now you have it to where when Dan Enos came in, uh, I know that the, the blocking schemes changed a little bit. The, the type of approach that they had to the offense was a little bit different, and it took some some getting used to. Now, you know, if it's an excuse or if it's, the, you know, something that you don't want to see, I get it. But I think that it's just a matter of if you're Dan Enos, you know your back's against the wall right now. You don't have time to continue to try to figure it out. you gotta, you got to do what works. And if there's something that's working with KJ as your quarterback, then do it. Just Even if it's different from what you've thought, even if it's different from what you expect or what you game plan for, make him, make your offense have confidence in what they're doing going forward. And these are things that should have been figured out during the non-conference season, during non-conference games. And uh, maybe they were going through some motions, as some people said, running – certain types of offenses, trying to get everybody up to speed. And if they saw that it wasn't effective so far, then maybe you revert back to Mm -hmm. doing something that is going to work for KJ specifically and the players that are on the field. And you cater more towards them and not have the, the players adapt to what you're doing. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's a matter of if you can't win, you can't score. And it's also where if you're KJ, this is your final year, and you want to make sure that you're showcasing you know, the best and taking that next step forward. We, you know, when we had Austin Allen on our show uh, back when Dan Enos was hired, uh, he went off about how he said Dan Enos is an incredible quarterback developer, incredible play caller, and an incredible offensive mind. And I don't doubt that. I'm, I'm not saying that he's wrong. But uh, I do know that there is, it's different. You know, it's a different thing. There's different expectations. Uh, you just can't afford to continue to have these struggles in the early part of the year because, as we know, the schedule just continues to get more difficult and being on the road and being all on the same step. So uh, I still, I'm still looking forward to seeing what can happen. Uh, I still, still feel like they'll be able to, uh, to be able to take it to uh, a game, a couple games here and there that they'll be able to showcase it. But uh, is it going to happen against LSU this weekend? Uh, I don't know about that. Because uh, I guess the last time I checked, Bet Saracen actually, I need, to, I need to do it again. But the line it was moving just a little bit here and there. But uh, for this particular game, I think it's still, uh, yeah, Razorbacks are still 17 and a half point underdogs. So uh, I think it got down to 17 for a second, but then. Uh, stayed stayed pretty firm at 17 and a half. So you're talking about a three-score game, essentially, is what uh, what the lines are looking like with Beth Harrison. I think that's about right too. I think it's about the now. Expected. Some of the optimism is coming in where people don't expect the game to be out of hand to that extent, and expect Arkansas to play a little bit better. Maybe not expect them to win, but stay within the uh, the betting totals there and and not really just get blown out the way that the line is saying they're going to get blown out. Yeah. Uh, if it's 17-and-a-half or if it's a three-score game, it's going to be a lot of disappointment there, too, uh, and rightfully so, because you, you want to be able to be competitive and not say that LSU is a team that you should just, you know, be a, put points up against and defensively be okay, but you you got to show some fight. you got to show some heart. you got to show that uh, that loss against BYU – you're coming out hot and you're coming out your strongest after that. Like That's what people want to see. They just want to see the effort. They want to see the strength. They want to see a team that's mad and upset that they lost and embarrassed, and they go out and they give it their all. Well, we said going into last week's game that it was starting to get real because it was a step up in competition. This is when it really gets real because now you're in conference play. Yeah, yeah. there's no uh, turning back from here where you're at right now. No excuses. Nobody's going to make them for you, and we're certainly not going to. But, hey, it's going to happen tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. We'll have all the Razorback football coverage right here on 103.7 The Buzz. We're going to take a break as we are broadcasting live from Twin Peaks here in Little Rock. Come on out and see us until 4 o'clock this afternoon. We're going to have what's trending in the world of sports as well as more of your phone calls and your text messages. So come on out and see us. Again, Twin Peaks here in Little Rock on Out of Bounds. Arch Marine and G3 Boats have teamed up for the model year closeout sale. It's the biggest rebates of the year. Get 2,000 off G3 Sportsman boats or 3,000 off Bay 22 boats. Act now as these deals end September 30th. Your granddaddy's trusted Arch Marine, so should you. 
Greenway is your local source for John Deere equipment and implements. Now, we've made finding the perfect piece of equipment even easier. Shop our tractor packages online at GoGreenway.com. Till deeper with our down-to-earth package. Or save big with our Green Saver package. Need something with a little more muscle? Kick it up a notch with Greenway's Get In Gear package. We're here to support the DIYer in you. No matter what project comes your way, Greenway has you covered. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, your favorite drafts are poured at a frosty 29 degrees, and rare barrel-aged whiskeys are served just the way you want them. It's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Stick around after the sun sets. Twin Peaks is open really late. Wind down with bourbon and late night bites. When it comes to bikes, here's what you want. Reliable, fast, and tough as nails. That's what you get at OCC. And after a crash, that's what you get at Rainwater, Holt, and Sexton. Paul Senior knows us. We're the Arkansas law firm motorcyclists have counted on for years. We work fast to get you the best results. And we're tough where it counts. Fighting for you. Reliable, fast, tough as nails. These are the guys I'd call anywhere in the state. Dial 888-8888. Non-lawyer spokesperson. Responsible attorneys like Rainwater and Bob you and recurring automated marketing text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. <sighs> Leaving for the gym so early? I'm ready to go. Since you started taking Nugenics Total Tea, you've been acting like when we met in our 20s. I feel like myself again. Lower testosterone after turning 40 slowed me down. Nugenics Total Tea has been a game changer for me. What is it about Nugenics Total Tea that's different? Well, it's a patented key ingredient called Testofen. It boosts free and total testosterone to help you get back the drive and energy from your youth. It's backed by five clinical studies. I've seen the huge difference it's made for you in the gym at work, and in the bedroom. I'm so glad I sent them a text for my complimentary bottle. Text ALL to 42424 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. Nugenics is the number one selling testosterone-boosting brand at GNC and Walmart. Do it now, and we'll also send you a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, our newest, most powerful fat burner ever. Absolutely free. Text ALL to 42424. That's ALL to 42424. Products and statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or illness. Fence Brokers presents Zach Williams every Tuesday when he gets in the zone with Justin and Wes to talk about what's happening on the hill and what to expect from this week's big game. Zach Williams in the zone from Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. In a world of inflated car payments and sky-high interest, Guadney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is taking their inventory to the nines. Call 501-945-4444. Get Sierra 1500 with the 5.3 V8 engine at just 0.9%. Plus, Guadney will double down with an additional $3,250 off when trading in a 2009 or newer vehicle. Guadney Buick GMC hasn't left out SUVs. Get 2023 GMC Terrain at just 1.9%. Or 2024 Buick Encore GX at just 2.9%. And if you haven't noticed, the holidays are coming. So why not get all the way to 2024 with no payments for the rest of the year? Watney, Buick, GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. Watney, Buick, GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Watney for Buick, Watney for GMC, Watney for life. Want to voice your opinion so you don't have to hear the same terrible callers every day? Are you behind on your credit card bills? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Is your landlord ready to evict you? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Does your girlfriend think you're a worthless loser? Good. Pick up the phone and start dialing. Then call or text 501-661-1037 to help the cause. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Jefferson off the zone read. Play action. Pumps once. Looking deep. Tesla at the goal line. Complete touchdown, Arkansas. Man, is this guy a find or what? On 1037 The Buzz. <laughs> If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has the best deals in the market, been doing it 60-plus years. Give them a call, 501-982-2102. Take advantage of Guadney's loan and lease termination program. Get out of that vehicle that you don't want anymore. Also, take advantage of no payments for the rest of the year. Great deals on Silverado, 0% financing with approved credit. 
and 2.1% is available on 2023 Equinox. And as far as the loan and lease termination program, everyone is approved for that. So get the Guadalupe Chevrolet and get into another vehicle. Make the trip to lot off the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, GuadaluePeChevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise the vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value, whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney is always actively buying vehicles, so you get a great deal on a vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com. It's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. It is an easy Friday show here as we are live from Twin Peaks in Little Rock. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon. And again, come on out and see us. We'll be here till four o'clock this afternoon. And when you come say hey to us, we'll hook you up with some free food items from Twin Peaks. So be sure to do that, and uh, we'll have a good time and get your weekend started early here in here in Little Rock. Uh, we have a few things that are going on in the world of sports. So let's talk about what's trending. What's trending in the world of sports is sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansas with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? Some NFL news and some updates, like with the Indianapolis Colts. Quarterback Anthony Richardson will miss Sunday's game after sustaining a concussion in Week 2. And backup Gardner Minshew will start the road game against the Baltimore Ravens with Sam Ellinger serving at his backup due to Richardson not practicing this week after self-reporting a concussion symptom in the second quarter this past weekend. So I hate to see that for uh, any quarterback, but especially for a rookie who's trying to get some things going, get into the flow of things for it to be out for a concussion. uh, Hopefully it's nothing too serious and he'll be back before you know it. Better to be safe, though. And that's why, uh, you know, him taking himself out of the game, that was was really – smart of him and uh, showed his leadership ability. Also with uh, speaking of injuries and speaking of uh, rookies, Carolina Panthers rookie quarterback Bryce Young will miss one to two weeks with a sprained ankle that he suffered in this past Monday night game. Uh, That's according to Frank Reich. Uh, He says Bryce has done well all this week. I'm optimistic he's on the right path. Whatever, the soonest we can get him back, he will be back. And when he gets back, he will be our guy. So, going to have Andy Dalton stepping up to the plate and playing uh, for uh, Bryce Young, but could be a two-week thing, too. Not just this weekend, but could be next weekend as well. Another situation of just play it safe. Don't don't put the guy out in harm's way. You got a quality backup, somebody you, you feel good about as far as a veteran, veteran presence that came into the team. So, yeah, ha- have your franchise quarterback, keep him safe, and get him back on the field when he's ready to go. Well, a quarterback that's pretty uncertain about uh, what's going on with them is Joe Burrow with the Cincinnati Bengals. But uh, they decided, as a Bengals organization, to add a third quarterback just to be safe as Reed Sinnott. Uh, he's been signed to the team's practice squad, and the move comes the day after because Joe Burrow didn't practice because of that calf injury that he's been dealing with. And the team's reserve quarterback, Will Greer, actually got signed to the active roster for the New England Patriots. So they're decided to, to go with him and try to have some extra pieces in there just because he's uh, pretty uncertain as far as uh, where he's been. But he's also, I guess he's played in the XFL this past year, right? So he's got some experience, or at least uh, for San Antonio. The Brahmas, right? Isn't that the That's the it. Team? So there you go. How about that? Uh, but uh, hopefully, uh, you know, for their sake, uh, or, and for the Bengals' sake, they probably don't need him, or hopefully they won't need him, but still, you got it. It's not that they don't need him, but you, you want to do the same thing there and get the guy off the field and let him get healthy as opposed to keep playing him, and you know that that injury is going to linger on, and you're going to need him at the end of the season. So would you rather him miss games now or at the end of the season when you may really need to win some games to try to make a playoff push? And also, it was kind of a cool story that I saw, at least from the college football landscape. The Louisville football team has nothing to do with what they uh, do on the field, but the Louisville Metro Police thanked the Cardinals players, football players, that is, on social media because they came to the rescue by helping a right away a flipped vehicle involved in an accident this past week near their stadium. Apparently, the video was posted to the police department's account and showed a vehicle driving through the intersection. And it blurs the crash, but shows at least five Cardinal players and uh, another motorist flipping the wrecked vehicle from the driver's side back onto its wheels before first responders arrived. Uh, the driver suffered some minor injuries, 
will be okay from the accident. And they also did not identify which players that were there, but still a pretty cool moment in that type of situation for them to just go out there and respond immediately to try to get that vehicle back on its feet. So that's a cool story. Yeah, always good for people to respond and help others that need the help at the time, but it gets recognition when it is somebody, significant athletes, but just people being good people and, and helping others. That's that's the bottom line. That's the key to it. Well, we talk also in college football about, you know, Oregon State and Washington State are the only teams remaining in the Pac-12, at least for the foreseeable future, and they're going to be facing off against each other, and they're still trying to figure out what's going on, but Oregon State Athletic Director Scott Barnes indicated that he's curious about the possibility of a promotion and relegation league in college football. Of course, we know that's been used in soccer leagues around the world, that they move up and down depending on your competitiveness. We know it's used at the high school level, uh, even here in the state of Arkansas. But when you're talking about media rights in the future, he says, I think some sort of relegation model, either in unequal distribution, a contraction of teams, and or peer relegation will take place. I think that's coming. So could be seeing something like that happen in the college football where some teams are going to be getting moved in and out as far as depending on how good they are, how much money that they're actually bringing. It wouldn't be a surprise at all with all the changes that have happen in college football i think it's great i like relegation at least uh and in, in when it's you know not your team that has to go through it but still i think it's uh it's a fair way of doing it and gives you motivation and incentive to continue to build back up so who knows maybe that'll maybe that'll actually happen at some point in time but uh, they still have got a lot of deals just they're just trying to figure out how to make money at this point in time uh, as an overall group and uh also i uh, will have some clips to play uh, later in the show, too, because I think it's pretty fun from uh, the NFL side of things. A great one from Tom Brady that I think is a fun talking point. But uh, also on the baseball side of things, too, I uh, wanted to uh, throw this around that Sean Doolittle, who's the two-time All-Star reliever who had the Nationals win a World Series just a few years ago, he officially retire- announced his retirement on a social media post. said he had a full heart, but he played 11 incredible seasons to the sport I love. And he is uh, going to be uh, moving on to the next stage of his life. So I think that's always a good thing that if you call it a uh, career in the baseball, not only having 11 years of being able to play, but getting a World Series title to go along with it is probably a little bit easier to retire if you have that. It's a hard thing to do for athletes to step away to realize that it is that time because this is something they've been doing most of their lives. And uh, it's hard. It's hard for them to kind of be in that mindset that they need to step away but it's good when they're able to realize it so there you have it there's what's trending in the world of sports Uh, we're going to take a top of the hour update when we come back we're going to have steve sullivan of katv joining us as uh, we'll talk to him about the uh, razorbacks and lsu as well as some high school football with him and we'll continue to take your phone calls and text messages on an easy friday show on out of bounds as we broadcast live from twin peaks here in little rock Come on out and see us. We'll get you hooked up with one of the great food items that we have for free in our gift certificates that we'll have for you. And we'll keep it moving here in the second hour of Out of Bounds. It's all coming up next. Still on the sidelines? Then it's time you suit up and get in the game. Download Arkansas's favorite sports wagering app, Bet Saracen, today. I know the last three years people have got accustomed to paying sticker price for a brand new vehicle. Well, it's not that way anymore at Red River Ram. If you're looking for a new Ram truck, we've got heavy-duty four-wheel drive trucks starting at $49.5.